the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Bible Live Quiz Hour. It's time to test and grow your knowledge of the Bible. The entire Bible every year. On Sunday nights at 9, join us here for the Bible Live Quiz Hour. Soapy will ask questions from the Bible Live leads. You call in with the correct answers and you win. It's just that simple. So get out your Bible, put on your thinking cap, and hit that speed dial. Because here's the host of The Bible Live, your Apache Indian scout through the book of books, Soapy Dollar. Hello, everyone. I'm back in the house, right? Uh, back in the so- saddle again. <laughs> yes. We are here um, with Stacy in the uh, in the studio this evening, and I am really glad to be with you again, doing well. Uh, my Sound physical good. therapy is going well and, yeah. and so on. I've only... Uh, fallen. <laughs> Only fallen a couple times. <laughs> a couple times, but uh, nothing but serious. But you can get back up. <laughs> yeah, I got back up. Too, but, bad, uh, too bad we're on radio because if they could see you now, you look you look great. Yeah, well, I make a good front of it. <laughs> but uh, my my feet therapy, I'm working on it really really hard, and uh, appreciate all the expressions of love. And uh, support uh, from all of you has really been an adventure. I feel like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a baby again. <laughs> I'm learning to walk, learning to talk, but I'm going through childhood again with an adult mind. So I'm, it's really funny. I'm watching my mind expand i'm i'm constantly yeah. watching my yeah. physical abilities increase again it's a very interesting phenomenon at least for me uh and uh it, it's yeah. good though to be back and uh just here supporting Stacy and as she makes her way through the books of uh first and the second kings We'll be talking about the kings of um, Israel in the north and Judah in the south. Mm -hmm. And we'll be following their experiences Mm -hmm. uh, uh, as we go along. And uh, it's going to be a great journey. So we hope maybe... I hope some of you might uh, call in, answer some questions, and m- share some of your insights, mm-hmm. some of your thoughts uh, about the passages, about the different kings of Israel and Judah. And uh, we'll 
enjoyed this journey through the books of First and First and Second Kings. Yeah. My final word here, just quickly, Stacy. Let me give the phone number: two ten three four zero nine five eight five. Two ten three forty. 9585. Yeah. And so if you want to call tonight with a comment or a question, we'd love to hear from you mm-hmm. as we make our way through the books of First and, first and Second Kings. Yeah, it's so a, how do we get started, Stace? Oh, well, you mentioned it goes through the kings of the uh, uh, Israel in the north and Judah in the south, but we haven't actually quite gotten to that split yet. So that's perfect. That is what right. we're uh, reading right now. So we finished up last week, by the way. Um, thank you all if you were able to um, tune in and just listen. Uh, John, of course, is in the studio and helped get everything going and talk through um, the readings. And so last Sunday, uh, Dad wasn't feeling uh, great, we were a little under the weather, and so um, apologies for not being here, but you got to listen to just the scripture being read, and it's a little bit of a taste of what you listen to through the week. So we hope you enjoyed it. I always, I love the readings. I just think they're so wonderful, and uh, so I hope you enjoyed those last Sunday evening. We finished up the book of Second Samuel, and then we started a little bit of first uh, in First Kings, So, but we'll, we'll talk um, we'll talk about First Kings uh, fully tonight, and so First Kings opens. Let's see, I believe it's in at the end of David's reign, and so the kingdom is unified. It is um, strong. David was, of course, kind of the golden years, but it sends. Uh, it's 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 the height of the kingdom, I think, especially uh, spiritually. Um, and then it, when David dies, uh, it does go to there's a little bit of conniving, a little bit of um, uh, but it, it, the uh, what would you say? A little bit of uh, maneuvering. maneuvering. I like that. Yes, po- politics. Yes, politics, and you kind of it, it kind of is a little feels a little bit Rebecca and Isaac ish. <laughs> Rebecca comes in, right. and um, but Bathsheba actually comes in and makes sure and secures Solomon as David's successor. Uh, when Solomon was first was was born his name that he was was Jedediah actually which I didn't I didn't realize that tonight is so but uh what does Jedediah mean Jedediah believe means beloved of the Lord and it was kind of a signal that he would the designated um follower he would to he to was successor go the, to the throne. Okay. Yeah. So beloved of the Lord. I don't know, I, I guess, w- at what point he began going by Solomon or when that, but um, we know him as Solomon. So Solomon, though, does, David dies peacefully uh, in his in his bed. Um, and then Solomon takes over. And we, uh, let's see, early, I guess, in this account, there's three times that it's chronicled where the Lord speaks to Solomon. One of these first is, I've always kind of felt like it's a genie type of experience. But, I mean, uh, you know, I guess uh, God asks, what would you like? What do you need in, in your reign? And, and Solomon um, 
pretty humbly and 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 in, in a good decision <laughs> asks for wisdom and God is and God grants him that and you see it and Solomon takes um, the unified Israel he takes um, the kingdom into a lot of prosperity um, and so he starts out pretty strong um, his the Lord is pleased with him he asks for wisdom there's that early in first Kings and one of the kind of the famous stories of Solomon's wisdom is the uh, the, the women the two the, women who had yes the two women who have the baby have a baby each and they lived in the same household and one of the babies is is, is really sad one of the mothers sleeping with the baby accidentally you know smothers the baby and she wakes up the next morning and the baby is dead but the other baby is still asleep and alive and the mom is so she takes that baby and then you know that mom wakes up and says hey you switched and they go to Solomon and Solomon there's the famous story of him saying well uh, this is easy just cut the baby in half and each of you get half and of course that would kill the baby though and so the one of the women says no don't do that the child should live give her the baby as long as the baby lives and he says well that must be the real mother because she loves the baby she's so much she's willing to give it up so that it can live the wisdom and they all and everybody is in awe of how he handled that and the wisdom of solomon it's interesting that that case went all all the way up to the top yes (laughs) Yes. to the supreme Supreme court Court, yes Uh I guess it uh, is kind of interesting. I'm not quite sure how the well, yeah, then maybe uh, there's there must have been more in, involved, I guess. I mean, that would be a, a very, a interesting very case. interesting, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I wonder if any kind of case like that has happened in well, our times. <laughs> we've uh, that would be a good discussion. DNA, they, is they our, have DNA testing. It probably it would be a likened. A bit in a roundabout or distant way to the debate about abortion. Mm. Maybe, mm. maybe the debate about the worth of life and mm. giving it away. It's a little, yeah. dis- a little yeah. different, but yeah. it, it probably, mm-hmm. to some degree, parallels. Mm-hmm. That uh, discussion, that argument. Yes. Well, it has. Yes, I mean, I've always there. I guess uh, one of the things that stands out is what kind of any person would say, "Okay, sure." Where seemingly one of the women was okay with that. <laughs> it seems like a buzz, uh, and and so, but that does go to show that perhaps in that time, in that culture, and in that world. You know that wasn't that far off from well, what was exactly not, right. and that that is that is so sad. And um, so yes, maybe in that way there is a little bit of uh, the, the sanctity of life conversation or a debate that could be had. Mm-hmm. But um, so we're at Solomon. 
I guess, you know, this is kind of interesting, though, to me, uh, before we keep going with Solomon and what happens in the division, just the authorship of First Kings and Second Kings, just like with First yes. uh, Samuel and Second Samuel, this uh, was originally all one account. They are not sure who exactly, who, who wrote this, but in Second Kings, there is mention of the fall of the Babylonian um, takeover of the fall of the of the temple and Babylon, Jer- uh, Jerusalem, fall of Jerusalem, destruction. Yes, yes. and so uh, we know that it had to have been somebody that was alive at that time. So uh, I think Jeremiah is is up there. Uh, Ezra as a possibility. I think there were three, um, but they do believe that some say maybe it was. Um, several authors, but that's been discounted just because it seems the source material was taken from several sources and it would have taken one mind to be able to piece it all together from the various source material. So, some of those um, source books and uh-huh. source materials yes. uh-huh. are mentioned by name, yes. uh, and they don't exist now i believe right. as we know but but uh but we, historically mm-hmm. it is fairly accurate you were telling me yes. something about a calendar babylonian or the Aramean uh with their capital in um um, it was well as far as the clay tablets and the in yeah, the library at the, nineveh there were good there mm-hmm. were a lot of support for the historicity yes. of uh, of the, these two books. Yes, and so that, that is fascinating to me. Indeed. So anyone who's into just kind of archaeology or, or historical studies, um, you know, First Kings and Second Kings is because it li- – exactly that, because it lists that source material, and you can go back and – and and find that and in my my son is in third grade, and they go through the story of the world series um, of books for history, and it's really fascinating. It's interesting, but they talk about the Assyrian Empire and Ashurbanipal, who was one of the great kings, and how one of the uh, almost uh, it's not miraculous, but he. One of the incredible things that he did was build this great library in Nineveh, and because he wanted his it to last, you know, he wanted his reign to last and his account to last, oh. and that is that's one of the source materials, I believe. And um, they had from, very careful records of uh, with accurate dates, mm-hmm. and particularly, I was interested to read that. Uh, they're dating their calendars, events, wars, and battles, uh, and they mentioned some of the battles right. with Israel, yes. uh-huh. but also eclipses and solar events. Uh, sol- yes. Solar events, yes. and, and of course that help, that helps us to fix dates. Yes, mm-hmm. it's very very interesting. Really neat. I mean, it just roots as and and uh, I mean, just grounds it in so much. I mean, just history. It's that reminder that this isn't, 
you know, this is this is history. This is our story. This is the story of the it's world. A, and it's amazing. <laughs> yes, it is. And uh, so then that takes us, okay, back to, so that's the authorship and kind of the timeline of when it was written. So it was probably finished and completed maybe shortly after um, the fall of Jerusalem and the Babylonian um, captivity. And so, but we're back in, let's see, so we have Solomon. Mm-hmm. And uh, towards the end of his, well, I, I think probably, I mean, he's most, he's, he's famous for his wisdom. And then the next thing he's probably most famous <laughs> for is his wives. <laughs> yes, his wisdom and then the W's, wisdom and his wives, um, oh, which yeah. you wonder how wise he could have been <laughs> with taking so many wives. But that was... Um, you know, you uh, so a, a lot of wealth, a lot of uh, um, prosperity. You said it in the readings, Dad, when you were talking about Solomon. It was actually after one of the readings, and you were just commenting and and thinking about it. And you said, "Was it my imagination, or in, in reading that, is it a lot of I, me? I? It was, it's a, it's not first person, but it was." Um, and Solomon, I think he just got a little bit self-centered. <laughs> he got a little bit. Uh, it was all about, it, beca- it became less about God's uh, kingdom and God's people and what he's doing and more about that same maneuvering, that same politics, the same um, seeking wealth. And, uh, and he started... I mean, just and and getting really involved with the countries that were surrounding them, and it might have been, it might have started out in a very political kind of well, this is good for them, and we need this, and so like trading and whatnot, but uh, or building the temple, you know, which is another, of course, big part of Solomon's reign yes. is building the temple, but they were using slaves and he start he started to kind of a slow to slowly i think it's in Deuteronomy 17 right the uh, all of the list of the yeah. way that a king or a ruler should act in the thing. and i mean one by one solomon just <laughs> he uh, um breaks those laws these poli- political uh, politically motivated marriages oh yes that is Quite a phenomenon. Seven hundred wives, is it it three hundred wives and seven hundred concubines, or the other other the other way around? But wow, it's just it's almost impossible to imagine that. Right, and uh, and even if it is, you know, political, you get the sense well. Who was he putting his trust in? Is he, you know, putting his trust in these, uh, these uh, marriages. marriages and these or, treaties, or mm-hmm. you know, in in the Lord? And you just see him. You see it slipping, and so by the end, I think the t- third time that we see God's encounter with Solomon, it is, it is disappointment. It is not. Yeah. Um, he's not approved. Of, and, right. and, and his uh, building projects were right. very expensive, uh, including the temple. Yes. And that slave labor that he hired mm-hmm. was very expensive to the people. So uh, that seemed to be the 
the straw that broke the camel's back yes. with the financial, the economic yes. uh, thing. The, they, wanted, they were choked by right. taxation. Mm, yeah. And uh, that seemed to be the last thing right. that motivated his uh, opponents to, to leave right. the unity. The, mm-hmm. the, the now, it doesn't uh, happen, though, until... His son's reign, though. So, right. Uh, so Solomon is a Solomon dies. Rehoboam is his son, and so he takes and he's just like his father in the end of Solomon's reign. And so Rehoboam, and maybe and then some. So he's maybe if Solomon's ten, Rehoboam's eleven, <laughs> um, and that same that taxation. Uh, and that it, I think that 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 is yes where and that was the um, that was at the cause that was the root of why the ten tribes of the north broke away was the excess taxation on them. So it's uh, J. So it's a little bit unfortunate. Rehoboam and then it's J. How do you pronounce it? J. Jeroboam. Jeroboam. <laughs> Jeroboam, like Pete and repeat, I guess. <laughs> I guess. But you know, Jeroboam had a relationship, a prior relationship. I, I remember Jeroboam had a relationship with David and Solomon. It tells a little bit, a little of his story. I don't remember the details, but he had had to flee to Egypt to get away from Solomon's um, control. Okay. And now he built a political backing yes. from Egypt and comes back to be the first king of of, uh, of, of Israel with their uh, in the north. Mm-hmm. I think Samaria Samaria eventually becomes, becomes the capital. their capital city. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we're a uh, quick timeline here. So uh, we are, uh, we have about five minutes, <laughs> thank you, John, before our break. And so we're going to, I would just, a quick timeline, let's see if I can, Dad's, you're always so good at this. Um, but let's see, the first king is crowned in 1050, or yes, 1050, and that's, of course, Saul. And then this is helpful to remember, it's 40 years, 40 years, 40 years. So Saul is 40, David 40. Solomon 40 years. So that takes us to, so David is from about, so, so Saul 1050 to 1010, David from about 1010 to 970, and then you have Solomon from about 970 to 930. Uh, and so that is, what is that? That's uh, 40 times 120 years. Mm-hmm. So for 120 years, that it's a, for the most part, a unified and then uh, after Solomon, you get Rehoboam, and then Jeroboam, and they and they break. So you have the ten tribes of the north, um, who what, which are called Israel, and then you have the two tribes uh, in the south uh, called Judah, of which Jerusalem is the capital or, or the city of David, and then you've got Samaria will end up being the capital in the north. And the two tribes of the south are Judah. Which is yes. the largest, and Benjamin. Okay. W- remember, uh, Saul was yes. the first king, and from he Benjamin. was from the tribe of Benjamin. Yes. And um, 
And Benjamin, uh, just prior to this, had gone through that big yes. war with the other tribes. The infighting. And they mm-hmm. had been almost. Uh, weakened, mm-hmm. almost destroyed. Almost destroyed. It, very yes. interesting details. Right, that is, that Benjamin stuck with Judah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yes, Judah is the largest of the tribes. It's a large tribe. Uh, but even still, the ten tribes of the north are quite a bit collectively larger than Judah and Benjamin. And so um, those ten tribes in the north also are right up, you know, Israel, they're the buffer. Assyria is in the north. And so Assyria in the north, you've got the ten tribes, and then a kind of a buffer, Israel, between Assyria and Judah and Benjamin. And so um, the... The ten tribes of the north last for what did we what did we come? It's about uh, they last for about a hundred and fifty years. Is that what? And then the and and then Assyria finally does they they finally do succeed in taking over, and the ten tribes are scattered and never ever to to come back and unite again. They are. Let's see. They went from the kingdom. Uh, Israel, mm-hmm. the tribes of the north, lasted from 930 mm-hmm. to 722. Okay. 722 is when uh, Assyria. Uh, Assyria destroyed Samaria. Right. Okay. And so that's 200, 208 years. 208 years. Okay. Two- See, his mind, <laughs> your, math is, your math is still spot still on, good, Dad. Yeah. 208 years. And Israel, uh, and Judah, mm-hmm. went from the same period of time, from 930 to 586. Which was the Babylonian. Just about three, 350 mm-hmm, years. Mm-hmm. And so, and both of them, though, had about 20, 20. kings in each, in that same time, in that time period. So 20 kings in about uh, 208 years and 20 kings in about 350 years. And so uh, just, you know, then the, the kings, their reign lasted longer, of course, in the south than in the north. But um, which might have something to do also with why uh, the 10 in the north didn't last for very a lot of instability. They did not have the temple there. Right. Uh, the kings of the of the north did try to create have have temples, and so I guess they tried. Um, but many of the uh, uh, the prophets, the priesthood, many of the Levites, for example, and others who were serious uh, followers, uh, lovers of God, and wanted to keep the law. Right. Oh, there was a migration. Many of them fled to the south oh, as well. Right. So uh, it, Israel was weaker, weaker, yes. insta- unstable. They didn't have the traditions and right. the temple. Right. So and they weren't the line of David, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that is our music coming in. Oh. Well, that is our first segment um, and the music for our break. You're listening to The Bible Live. This is Stacy Dollar, um, Stacy Dollar Matthews, uh, with my dad, Soapy Dollar, who's your host. Uh, feel free to call in if you have any questions. We'll ask some questions next segment, 210-340-9585. Uh, stay with us and come back for more talk on First and Second Kings. Here begins the victory song. Here begins the good news. 
of Jesus Christ. Listening to the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Welcome back. This is the Bible Live, and this is Stacy uh, Dollar Matthews uh, with my dad. Soapy is in the studio today. Yeah, Thank hello, you so much hello. for being here, Dad. And I'm very happy to be here. Yes, giving Stace. your words of wisdom and telling us um, what you have learned all these years mm-hmm. of reading scripture. Um, how many years is this? Twenty-two. 23, 20, 20, uh, 20, 22 on 22. the air. 22 on the air. Well, yes. <laughs> and, and, well, all, a lot Many of learning even for that. That's right. Uh, it, it's interesting that I song know. that John played going out and the intro, it, it gives a story behind the story. That's it's right. Not about... David and Solomon, Mm -hmm. the fight for the throne, and it has a lot of political, political, (laughs) my L word is not good, political overtones, and and we'll we'll be focusing on that a little bit in Kings, uh, the adventures of the different kings, there were eight eight kings, only eight of the 20 kings in, uh, in the, the south, south in mm-hmm. Judah mm-hmm. served the Lord, but at least eight did. Mm-hmm. That's great. Right. Uh, the batting average in Israel was worse. <laughs> Not one of them. Zero for 20. None really served the Lord. That's right. But um, it, that behind that story is this bigger story of the Messiah, right. God's promise, King of promise Kings. David that yeah. uh, one of your, your your descendants, David, will sit on the throne forever, mm-hmm. and that's a good choice, John. The, the, yes. the story behind the story there. That's right, and that is so. If you're just tuning in, um, we're going through the books of. Uh, well, the book of First Kings. We'll go First Kings and Second Kings. It was written as one whole book, but um, we've divided it up in our modern um, translations. But uh, probably written by maybe Jeremiah, a single author, most likely. It was written after the fall of Jerusalem and the Babylonian um, takeover. Uh, so that comes i guess we know that from second kings account but um and the way the book so it's mostly though about right now we've ended solomon's reign um well let's see david it dies in first kings chapter 2 solomon becomes king he he's king for 40 years starts out well uh 
ends not great. Um, wealthy, but far from the Lord. And and then his son, Rehoboam. But, I, wealthy, but... At great expense. At great expense. Taxation. Oh, yes. And that becomes it. Yes. Wealthy, at least Solomon and the centralized government, I guess, that they had was wealthy. But the people were hurting and were far from. They were not being led well. Uh, I mean... 300 wives, 700 concubines, or vice versa, or either way, it's just chaotic. Uh, he's become, he's uh, mar- making marriages as political alliances. He's depending on everything except the Lord, it seems like. He's depending on these alliances and marriages, on his wealth, on chariots, on uh, so many things except for the Lord, and uh, uh, which is, uh, which is, which is a, a sad ending. So that's the end of Solomon's reign. So his son, Rehoboam, um, becomes king after him, and he's just as bad, if not worse, than Solomon. Well, he gets a, a warning. He mm-hmm. had the, he had the yeah. chance to yes. hold it together. His only advisor would say, mm-hmm. you want to mm-hmm. lower the taxes. And, right. And he, he could have done that, I suppose, but um, he, he said, no, no. Uh, Something, some kind of an insulting uh, thing about you think of my dad's taxes are hard. What do you get? Right. A, get, yes. get a look at my taxation. I'm going to really take right. more. Right. And it would food us. Yes. Uh, and it does. And, it, and so uh, that. So the the north secedes basically. So Jeroboam um, in the north, they break away from Judah in the south, and so the chronicles. Uh, I shouldn't say chronicles because that's its own book, but the account maybe of kings from there is this single writer, and and that also real quickly as far as kings does bring in the era of the prophets. Um, so we're moving away from the priests, and we're coming into the era of the prophets. Um, that really started more in Samuel, but in through and through even David's. Of course, Nathan with David is a well-known, one of the first well-known prophets. Um, but you get into this era of the prophets, and you see some of them in, in, in even in our reading in First Kings. We're going to be introduced to Elijah, uh, very of course Elijah, well-known prophet. So you get into this time of the prophets. And Jeremiah likely uh, is one of the prophets, and he's writing about this account of the kings through the lens of a prophet. And so the the test, sort of the acid test of these kings and their account and their history is through the lens of whether or not the king uh, kept their covenant with the Lord. If that was first and foremost, if that covenant relationship with God uh, was first and foremost in their reign. And so that's what dad was saying is there were about, there were about 20 Kings in each the North and the South. And so Jeremiah or whoever the author is, this prophet is writing about and taking a look at each one of them. So that's why it's called, of course, the book of first Kings and second Kings is the Kings. And, uh, and in the north, it's just 
Nope, nope, nope. A zero for 20 is their grade. And in the South, you get a couple, uh, well, you get eight that have some positive reviews, <laughs> positive accounts, that they were God-fearing, that they were God-word, that they were um, intent on commit and on staying true to that covenant relationship. There's eight for 20. And you know, so, the curious thing about that is that sometimes... You would have a godly king like Jehoshaphat. Okay, right. And yes. then the, the son would turn out to be I know. Yes. bad news. Right. And other times you'd have bad news, and you wouldn't, it, it, it up and surprises you that mm-hmm. their son turns out to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think of the, the child king, remember Josiah? Josiah. Yes. It's, his grand his grandfather was great. His dad was one of the worst, and it, uh, maybe the one before him as well. One before later as well. But then Josiah comes along. He's eight years old, and he turns out to be a good and godly right. king. That's, yeah. it, it's interesting uh, to me to follow. I wonder what. Right. Made the difference. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. It will ever really know exactly what made Josiah be sensitive right. to the things of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is. I think it's good news and and well. I mean, I, I think it's good news and Penn is in a way. I mean, I, I think. Well, really, it's maybe it's only good news in that. Um, I mean, it's, it's tough from the parent perspective, I guess, because as a parent, of course, you want nothing more than your child to grow in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man and to be Godward, to love Jesus, to love, uh, to follow the commandments to, um, you know, as far as these kings, you know, your child. and, uh, and so if they, if they, it does seem like that might be an arbitrary, uh, the disciplines and the things that you might pass down to them. It does seem as if it might be arbitrary and that they may or may not follow. Um, but we're still, as parents, told to, to do it. I mean, we're yes. still so, – so no matter what, it, uh, you know, you do – you are doing well. You are doing the right thing when you teach your child um, – and train them in the ways that they should go, right? And in their age, they will not depart. But you're saying that is interesting because where, where is the tension? What what is, what makes the difference between a good king, and bad king? Mm-hmm. And and it seems like there's this constant battle between the spiritual. God and following God and obeying God's laws and, and between the moral, the spiritual, mm-hmm. and just the practical, there's a battle between them because in a practical sense, they have to depend on milk. Now, I'm, I'm very sorry. <laughs> My L words are not coming together very word. But well, but they had to d- depend upon military uh, relations and mil- military treaties with other nations, mm-hmm. and that's where these wives come in, and and so so it's always a, a tension between, 
between what would be a practical, practical, what they would see as a practical right. solution to, to political and social problems mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the spiritual right. solutions. Right. Uh, and that's very understandable to us because America faces the same thing today. We have a clash, a tension between practical military and uh, economic demands that mm-hmm. we make uh, as a nation. Uh, and and some of those are very moral in mm-hmm. their basis mm-hmm. and their foundation. Mm-hmm. And then on the other hand, taking a moral stand, no, we're Mm-hmm. We're going to trust God for this instead mm-hmm. of trusting our military mm-hmm. or our economic status. Mm-hmm. So we we got to we we didn't know what that that stress is all about. Right. Um, well, certainly, and it doesn't take necessarily even being a king and having kind of a, a nation as far as decisions. I mean, we know that even in our own individual lives, um, yeah. I, I think, uh, it, and this has always been fascinating with me with first Sam with Samuel and Kings and Chronicles, mostly more Samuel and Kings, but that idea too, when you're looking at Israel, this nation building, mm-hmm. and we tend to think of this time as kind of the, um, as uh, as well this is what god wants for the nation and said so this should be the way that we would run a nation and you, even in the reading i mean i think we did take a lot of principles and a lot of in our own in the united states in our own constitution in our own makeup as far as a, a political government as far as a government from this time but at the same time uh, I think more importantly, what we took the was the uh, Bible's um, anthropology. Uh, the Bible says yes. more than maybe their exact government, because I don't know that our government should be the same type of government as Israel's, <laughs> as uh, as the or even Judah or what. Um, it's because that was a very specific purpose. God had a very specific plan with a specific people at a specific in a, in a very certain specific time, um, and I and we're in a different time, and it's a different. Um, but the truths about humanity and about who people are and how they were created and and who God is and what that relationship is and how we relate to one another that's very yeah. biblical and that's what the united states and what ideal I, I think you know aristotle's books and plato's books on uh you know the or the republic the ideal government is this uh biblical truths applied today um but that is a but, hard but I think you're right there uh the there are several uh different but one is strongest as you say biblical anthropology that we are not good and getting better right uh, men and women we are sinful creatures and we will get worse <laughs> and well apart from the yes. gospel and the invention of God in our lives we will give ourselves over to that 
that nature, that sinful nature. I'm always surprised when people are surprised at evil. I mean, it's it's shocking, you know, and it's, of course, so sad, and it's never, I never want to be desensitized to evil, Um, but at the same time, Yes, that is what sinful people do. And that is what would be expected when uh, when we're given the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, And but that is a good, uh, you know, that is always. So what do we take from Israel? Well, I think as far as kings go, the. Beautiful. So, of course, there's so there's 40 different kings that we're reading through. There's a lot of names, a lot of, and it can get a little bit exhausting. And it does set us up though so beautifully. I think, like the the song said, and like you said, so beautifully for you're just you're kind of tired by the end of this. And boy, you just really want a king of kings. (laughs) You want a king of kings. And that is, and that is what we, you know, it's all pointing towards. It's all pointing to. And I think that that's in many ways, the, the point of this first and second kings, at least for me, what I get out of it is, wow. I mean, we've, we've tried it all. I mean, we've had kings, we've had prophets, we've had, but we've had presidents, we've had, and prime ministers. Yes, and up until this point, even, and, and we've got uh, in this time period, you've got um, you've you've got uh, different empires. You've got the Babylonian Empire, you've got the Assyrian Empire, and they each have their own government. You've got the pharaohs down in Egypt. You've got, um, and they each have different gods, and all these, <laughs> and it just doesn't the the only thing that has that who the one that works is the one true god it's not even israel that works yeah. it is that god himself came down through that people group though and the king of kings has established his uh, uh his right and his rule over his people and and one day he is working out and and he will be their God and we will be his people. And that will be, you know, thy kingdom come, thy his kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. And now he reigns there. And that's that to me is the exciting uh, kings is kind of like the desert experience. And it just yeah. makes you so happy when when Jesus comes. We long, we long for a, a, a godly Leader, we long yeah, for justice. We, mm-hmm. we long for righteousness, mm-hmm. and, and not uh, just individually, yeah. but politically and a polity um, with one another. I mean, I guess obviously with with justice, um, but we yes, we we really do, and uh, I think we we see that. I think that's a good starting point when it comes to conversation with people. Um, sometimes, you know, it can be stressful. What do they say? The two things you shouldn't talk about: right? politics and religion, <laughs> but. But I think, I mean, it, the the more stressful and the harder those conversations are, and the more tense that you feel it in the just national conversation, um, the more of an opening it is. The very fact that people are care about it, 
that there are activists, right? That means they have a longing. Yes. There is an open door there. They do want something that is worthy and good and true. Now it's just then a matter of, well, let me introduce you to who makes that happen and how it will one day happen. Your uh, mother and I watched uh, the movie. Jesus Revolution. The Jesus uh-huh. Revolution yes. this week. And, of course, we lived in that time, uh, in yeah. The 60s and 70s. We lived through that time when uh, the Jesus movement, mm-hmm. the hippies, and uh, there was a lot of social, social turmoil. Sure. Vietnam uh, War, Vietnam War mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and it, it's kind of a picture of that, the longing right. that the hippies and the... the love and peace. The, the, <laughs> the, the wanted, they wanted to find meaning, purpose, right, uh, right way mm-hmm. of doing things. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, I, I thought that the good that brings uh, that out right. to us, to a... To, to our society, mm-hmm. to modern times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is amazing. You know, you talked about that parent-child kind of relationship or oh, in a roundabout yes. way. And it does seem like uh, maybe in the 60s that parent-child was at the... It seems like today what the longing is or what the absence is is um, is that is the husband-wife, the, the marriage kind of... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It just seems like with with all this, you know, confusion about sexuality and things, you wonder if people are really longing to see, to see. Maybe it's I don't know to see to receive relationships that that man yes, and that woman. I that think relationship, you're right. right? I know. We long for that mm-hmm. as much as they longed for social justice and mm-hmm. peace, mm-hmm. Uh, Vietnam and so on. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're right. That's Maybe. what we're know. longing today yeah. is for lo- relational harmony and oneness. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, Especially to see that, though, between men and be. women, you know, to see it in, a, in, I, in you know, in marriages or in, uh, to see it modeled yes. a little bit better. But... I don't know, but you know we're but probably the, down the, to. But the answer, yeah, is still the same. Right, the answer. Jesus. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no matter what the longing is or how it manifests itself, the fulfillment of that longing is is Jesus. That's right. Um, well, we're probably down to about two minutes on our second segment. I did want to quickly put out a couple of questions. We are in First uh, Kings. Um, so let's see. Uh, Dad mentioned this king's name, and so I'm going to ask the question. It's from First Kings 13, chapter 13, verse 2. As Jeroboam worshipped a false god, a prophet of the true God denounced him and prophesied that a child from David's lineage would burn the bones of the pagan priests on that very altar. What was the name of the predicted king? He's also famous for bringing scriptures uh, back right to the yeah. to the country, so maybe that's what he's m- most famous for. But in chapter thirteen, verse two, who is that uh, child king? There's it was another born three hundred and fifty years after this prophecy. Okay. Oh wow, interesting. Uh, and then the let's see. I'm going to do one more question. Um, I like. Always, I like talking about other countries and what they're doing at this time. For that reason, it's history. This is history. And uh, 
I like to remember that. So let's take this question. Egypt's king Shishak attacked Jerusalem and stole the golden shields Solomon had made. Rehoboam replaced them with shields made of what metal? Interesting. Uh, so that's from First Kings chapter 14, verse 27. I'm going to do one more. This is an easy one. We'll throw this out there. Of the first eight kings of Israel, so these are the, king, the, the tribes of the north, the 80 years from Jeroboam to Ahab, how many followed the Lord? <laughs> this is easy. Of the first eight kings of Israel, the 80 years from Jeroboam to Ahab, how many followed the Lord? Uh, these are the kings of the north. So when we come back, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Ahab, Jeroboam, the what happened in the north, what was going on in the south at that time. Ahab's wife is the famous Jezebel, not, or infamous Jezebel, I should say, and, uh, and then Elijah and his role and how you see God preserving that line of David um, to ultimately bring uh, the Messiah, Jesus, so many years later. Probably the most serious threat, and there were many, Uh this is the most serious threat to the lineage of David and to the Messianic prophecy that God was bringing about. Right, yes. It It comes down to... One little baby. <laughs> so uh, that'll be after the break. You're listening to The Bible Live. Oh, to call in with if you have any of those uh, questions and you have answers, 210-340-9585, 210-340-9585. We would love to hear from you, even if it's not to answer a question. Um, so either way, we'd love to hear you. Uh, stay with us. We'll come be back after the break. Praise Father, Son, and With all of my heart And I will praise you With all of my strength This is The Bible Live with Sophie Dollar We'll see you You're listening to the Bible Live. It is not nine o'clock, just in case you got a little worried there or happy. I'm sorry. It's 10 o'clock. Just uh, wanted to put that out there real quick. Yeah, and if I could still dance, I would have been dancing. I would have been dancing to that. That uh, girl's voice reminds me of, you know, the Rich Mullins. um, It's not his, which song is it? It sounds like her, and she always comes in and she has that real crisp, clear, beautiful voice. It says Barlow Girl and Big Daddy Kane. Okay. Or, or no, hold on. Big Daddy Weave. Weave. Uh-huh. Big Daddy Weave. Okay. Well, she has a beautiful voice. Uh, great song. Thank you, John. And I think we have a caller on. So, Alan, if you are on, um, thanks so much for calling in. Uh, this is Stacy, and Soapy is here tonight as well. And we're, we're happy. Did you call in to answer one of the questions, or did you have a question or a yeah, I, I Actually, uh 
maybe answered all of them, but I was going to answer the last one. Nice. Okay, let's see. The last one was, oh, that's that's the easiest one, <laughs> Sorry. which is great. Um, of the first eight kings of Israel, the 80 years from Jeroboam to Ahab, how many followed the Lord? None. None. <laughs> Zero. It's true. You can always count on on that probably, unfortunately. Um, did you say you could answer? You can answer all of them? Do you want to answer all of them? Yes. For fun? Okay, let's do okay. it. As Jeroboam worshipped a false god, a prophet of the true god denounced him and prophesied that a child from David's lineage would burn the bones of the pagan priests on that very altar. What was the name of the predicted king? Josiah. Nice. Josiah. Yes. Josiah. For a long time when I was little, I thought I would name, I thought Josiah was a great name. If I had a, if I had a boy, I would name him Josiah. My, I did. my wife liked, really liked that name. Yes. yes. It's a great name. I, I like that too. Uh, and then so Josiah, he was eight when he became king, and he is the one that found the... Uh, the law. He found probably what book, maybe Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, and started reading it to the people. In fact, when Dad first started this program, it eventually, it ultimately became, it was the Bible Live, but he, uh, with thinking of names, thought of the Josiah Project uh, because he had a heart for reading scripture over the right to the people. Uh, so we've always liked yeah, yeah. Josiah. But okay, last question was Egypt's King Shishak attacked Jerusalem and stole the golden shields that Solomon had just made. <laughs> um, and Rehoboam replaced them with shields made of what metal? Silver. Ooh, hmm. good guess. <laughs> not the other one. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> the other oh, okay. three. It's all right, though. Uh, the third place <laughs> medal. I thought it was. I thought it was silver. Okay. Oh, uh, the third place. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. not gold, not silver, third, but. Or the third place medal. The third place medal. You can have uh, one more guess, Alan. Bronze. Yes, yes with bronze. Yes. yes. <laughs> So uh, that's good. Um, did you? So you didn't have to look those up or anything. You know, you knew those. Well, I I, I looked up the one in uh, chapter thirteen. Thirteen two. Yes. Oh, well, Alan, yeah, thank I, you I, so I, much. I, well, this is fun, um, Alan. We have um, a series of little booklets that are what is it? God understand. God, and, God yeah. understands is the yeah. title of that. Uh, you've already sent. Oh, you've already, already sent me won't those. got that. Well, what else do you yeah. want? Let's see. Do you want anything? <laughs> Could you use the no, Bible? I'm, actually, I'm I'm doing good. I you sent me a Bible. Oh, all right. That's great. I just I actually just came home and I turned you on and you 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 said those three questions and I thought I'd call in. Oh, that's fun. Well, Thank thanks you, so much for calling, Alan. Have a good night and um okay. and hang with us. We'll ask a couple more questions. <laughs> I right. will. Okay. I did want to ask a couple more because we are going to get into now this last part of um, First Kings, or at least of the reading for this week. And so we're into the uh, chapter 18, chapter 20 is where this story really <clears throat> takes off. But it is Elijah. And so uh, Elijah is a prophet in the north, um, and he comes in to play when Ahab is king in the north. His infamous wife is Jezebel. Dad, you told me this. I think it's probably in the reading as well, but it didn't really get emphasized until you just mentioned it. So Jezebel was the daughter of the high priest of Phoenicia. In Phoenicia, is that right? Uh, so, high priest of 
the Baal worship. Yes. Baal worship. Yes, and so Phoenicia and worship Baal, and uh, and so Jezebel. Uh, I mean, what was Ahab thinking? <laughs> I just that is. Uh, he, I guess he was. You know, maybe they are there in the north, and they are you know, Assyria is a constant threat. I'm sure they're trying to make alliances, trying to yes. um, yeah, military um, alliance. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, and so they're thinking, I guess, that well, I have to do this in order to 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 not be taken over, to not be defeated, or um, and so. The Phoenicians are traders. They're seafarers. They're powerful, I guess, or in there. And so he takes Jezebel to be his wife, and she's a she's the queen and the daughter of the high priest. This, this high priest was also the king. Okay, so the king and high priest in Phoenicia, she's his high daughter. priest of Baal, and she is his daughter. So. Ahab marries Jezebel, a powerful, I mean, in her, in that, I mean, in her, she's powerful. Um, and I guess he thinks it's a powerful alliance, but she is evil. I mean, she is, I mean, Baal is, uh, child sacrificing is normal. Uh, it's, which I think is about as evil as it gets. I, I can't think of, and she, uh, is, uh, cruel, and she has absolutely no heart or desire for for Yahweh, for the God of the Bible, for the God of Abraham, and, Isaac, and, and Jacob. And she's committed, and she is committed to Baal, and she is committed to destroying uh, God and the prophets and then, of God. And then they somehow uh, they hoodwink Jehoram, yes, who, who is uh, uh, no, I'm sorry. Who Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat is a good king. So they're still. So Jehoshaphat is a king in the south. Is Judah and Benjamin, you know, the, the two in the south. And he's trying to bring about reunification. Yes, and, of Jesus, the, mm-hmm. and so they throw that in the mix, and they convince him to give his son Jehoram to marry their daughter Adaliah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my land! It just blows up on them. Yes. Almost destroyed the the land of David. Yes. And so, yes, so Jezebel and Ahab see that Jehoshaphat has a heart to try and kind of unify and bring them all back together again, the 12 tribes. And so they convince Jehoshaphat to, oh, great. So they convince Jehoshaphat to give their daughter, uh, their son, Jehoram, in marriage to their daughter, Athaliah. 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 And uh, and so they do, Athaliah and Jehoram, and and they almost destroy uh, the the lineage of, of David. So the so David's line is Jehoram and Athaliah. They they kill Jezebel has all of the children killed except for one uh the and uh, uh let's see what who is the pro- the prophet though that protects uh it's it oh what is his name jehoiada jehoiada okay and uh uh the, yes is it jehoiada i believe jehoiada and then 
a lot at, at this same time too. So they save. Do I get a book? You get a you book. Dad, we have this book called. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Dad. And uh, we also have another caller. Um, on the line, let's see. I believe it's Jacob, who's a very familiar voice. Jacob, is that? Are you with us? It is, and hey. I have a familiar voice. Yes, <laughs> you do. I, I just wanted to call in. I was listening to you and Soap. I just wanted to call and say, "I'd like to hear you all back on." And Soap, you sound so good. Oh, oh Jacob. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I would just tell you, Stacy. I think I'm having a a little bit of a hard time tonight. Uh, being speaking with clarity, but uh, it's an encouraging word to hear from you that at least half of the words coming out of my mouth can be understood. <laughs> well, actually, Sophie, I heard you and I was listening. I just really want, the reason I called in was the answer was bronze to the other question, but um, I was around to call and say, Sophie, you sound great, and I'm so proud of you. Aww. Thank you very much, Thanks, Jacob. Jacob. And I'll, uh, I'll, I'll try to get, maybe give you a call at home tomorrow, Sophie. Good deal. That'd be great. Uh, you take care. God bless you both. Oh, thanks, thanks, Jacob. That's so nice. Bye-bye. Always nice to hear his voice. Nice to hear a familiar voice. Yeah. Um, I was going to, though, throw in there. So while we're talking, so on this, um, I'm going to ask one more question. So we don't, we have about, oh, maybe about 10 minutes on this. And so if you're, if you're listening, this was from First Kings, about four minutes. Oh, about 14 minutes. <laughs> I'm getting... Mm-hmm. Thank you, John. A good producer there. Um, so this is First Kings chapter 18, verse 3. And I, always, I think this is kind of an interesting connection as well. Elijah thought he alone served God, but the man in charge of Ahab's palace also followed God, saving the lives of a hundred faithful prophets. So who is this man? So all while this is happening, uh, you would think that these kings would just learn to trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. Well, it's easy to say that, isn't it? In hindsight, I guess. Uh, maybe I could just apply that in my own life. Stacy. you would think you would learn to trust the Lord. You know, they're so worried about, I can imagine, their kingdoms and um, being able to survive attacks, you know, from the Assyrians. And those are legitimate, of course, concerns um, from the Assyrians, from the Phoenicians, from there. So they're marrying and they're making these alliances, these dangerous alliances that have, I mean, their, their one job <laughs> is to stay true to the God of the covenant. And here they're marrying the daughter of the high priest of Baal, um, but here you have Ahab and they're kind of, like you said, maneuvering, conniving, manipulating circumstances, trying to get their power to stay. And, uh, and yet look at how God is just sustaining. He's, he's very kind of quietly behind the scenes. He will have his way. He will bring about his promise he will may have his way uh, have his way but, and that is so true Stacy but it, it <coughs> it's so dramatic if you peel back the onion and dig a little deeper um, you find I think now Jacob could have answered this question I for us him. <laughs> Obadiah 
Uh oh, <laughs> that's all right. That's this okay. this prophet who was in the in the king uh, in the palace, yes. they have who saved them, uh, saved a number of. He thought he was alone, but I think, I think I messed up and gave the name of him. But he would not. If I'm if I'm right, I'm thinking he would not even a Jew. That's would, right. He was in the palace, but then uh, yes. now Jacob could could help me with, with that. You have talked uh, about this I before. I don't believe that. I don't believe that he was the right. prophet Obadiah that wrote the book, or the book was written of, of his sermons. Mm-hmm. But maybe Jacob could. But that's that is a surprising relationship. Yes, in the middle of this. Confusion, but the the woman Jehoiada, the priest of uh, of of uh, uh, Jezebel, Judah. The oh, well. pre- uh, oh, oh, sure, yes, right, pre- of course. His wife is the one who saves his baby's life, yes. and guess whose sister she is? Oh, let's see. This is fun. This uh, is this is. Uh, it is so amazing, really. She if is you the trace sister it. of. Oh, give me a hint. <laughs> Sorry, everybody out there. This might not be as fun for you as it is for me. It's, uh, I, I just say, do your research, and you have to get into the pageant okay. and find out. Right, which who, is what we're doing. But it, okay, so this is surprising relationship. Okay. The one that saves this last child of of the of, king. Right. And so Judah. this is uh and so this is boy, these names are always so this is uh Jehoram. No, and Jehoram is a king. So Jehoram to Athaliah. Athaliah. And Jehoram is Jehoshaphat's son. And so Jehoram and Athaliah, and uh, so Athaliah is the, so this is, what's, what's the irony here is this is probably about as <laughs> unified as these two now divided kingdoms are in this time period. So it, and yet they could not be. They and yet they almost bring the whole point of it. The whole point they almost bring it um, to destroy it. They almost yeah, destroy. Exactly right. And so in their unification, they actually. I guess it all depends on what you're unified behind. <laughs> it's not always good to be yeah. unified yeah. if you're unified for. Uh, Let's say for the wrong reasons and to the wrong and and, uh, joined by the wrong promise, I guess, the promise of a false God, the fall of a false promise, perhaps. Um, So real quick, though, let's just do the players real good. Uh, So Athaliah is the daughter of Jezebel and Ahab. Jehoram and Athaliah are married. They're in the south. They're over Judah and Benjamin or uh, Judah. Uh, and then Jezebel just kills all of the. So is that. So Jezebel killed all of Athaliah and Jehoram's Athaliah children? Killed them, Athaliah killed her own children? Yeah. I wow. believe so. What? I mean, it's, yeah, except for one. And she and the one. No, these aren't her children. Yes, I enter home. Um, 
I know it gets a little bit, yeah. uh, but that that read that is the exciting part. There's a lot of names, it's a lot of uh, mm-hmm. players, but that is what's fun about the Book of Kings. Um, uh, fun and like I mentioned, ex- a little bit exhausting. And by the end of it, you really are longing for a King of Kings. And uh, and to find the answer, you you. You can do you can Google it. <laughs> yes. Go to the Google and, and find it, or in the passage as well, you can find out who Jehoiada's wife was. Okay, Jehoiada, and that is That's the, the priest that under whom uh, who saved this young. Okay, in the south in Judah. All right, so that takes us though. Let's see to kind of the last of our readings. Um, for this week. So the next week we're going to start um, at, I think it's chapter 19. I think we Mm -hmm. ended in 18. Yes, we ended in chapter 18. So we'll continue chapter 19. We we didn't talk about Elijah and the prophet of Baal. Oh, yes. What he did, the the big shootout. The the prophetic shootout. The uh, OK Corral. The gunfight. This had to have been... (laughs) So fun. I mean, <laughs> well, so, uh, well, well, I think he's, he seemed to enjoy it a bit. Elijah yeah, did. He did. One time, <laughs> he even made fun of the prophets of Baal. Uh, shout a little louder. Perhaps you can't hear you. He's sleeping. Mm-hmm, right. Baal has gone to sleep or, or something. Oh, actually, I think in the language, it is shout a little louder. Uh, the, Perhaps your your god Baal had gone to the restroom. Oh, I funny. think that in the language. Good for Elijah. <laughs> I like Elijah. <laughs> he's 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 got a uh, that competitive. Uh, oh boy, the fire fell. How That's... how fun! I mean, how many times have we wanted that in our? <laughs> Yeah. I was like, God, just show off. Let's go go toe to toe and you do your worst, you know, whatever the false idea is or the false, the idol. And then God show up and you, you show them. Well, it reminds me, makes me think of uh, the children of Zebedee, the disciples of Jesus, John mm-hmm. and James. Uh-huh. Remember one time they got... Lord, won't you send fire from heaven to eat up the people? <laughs> they might have been thinking of, of this Elijah. story. That's it. Mm-hmm. We have, yes, exactly. We, I'm sure throughout the ages, uh, including even in uh, yeah, John and James, um, have wished for this Elijah <laughs> moment. So what exactly, let's see, what happens is uh, uh, Elijah makes, uh, put, well, Set set the stage for us, the I guess. Drought, there's a drought, and uh, he uh, tells them to meet him at Mount Carmel mm-hmm. for this. The, Show off. To, Showdown. To basically. solve mm-hmm. the, the drought mm-hmm. okay. and uh, get rain. And uh, so it's they bail. pour water, which is a precious water, is a commodity now right. in the drought. He pours water all over his Offering and a trench around the altar okay. and everything, and they shout and shout on their side, trying to get uh, their God to t- take accept 
Except their sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And so these are uh, Baal and Asherah. Uh, Seven hundred prophets. Okay. And uh, and then he says a prayer, and the fire falls, consumes the altar, the sacrifice, and all the water that poured over it, uh, all of that. And then they, Elijah himself, I think in the passage, right. he. Killed these other prophets of Baal. All of them. And, mm-hmm. and of course, uh, he's ex- exhausted by the experience and um, he's thing. threatened because Jezebel says, I'm going to get you. I'm going to do the same thing to you. And, and then we'll see in the next reading how he, he flees, he's tired, he's exhausted and God has to minister to Elijah yeah, in yeah. this moment but it, up until then it was a wow one of the really high points of the Bible this yes. this confrontation mm-hmm. uh, I like one, one of the questions that we didn't ask but was when Elijah built his altar to God on Mount Carmel how many stones did he use he used 12 stones yeah. Uh, which is interesting, isn't it? In light of what mm-hmm. we just said. Right, uh, right. And, yeah, that they're consumed. And yet in this case, the, it's, a, it's, it's a good, it's, a, uh, it's God-ordained. And, uh, and that he would still see there's this preservation of, of that 12, even though it's not a reality as far as the unit. Uni- Unification, you know, they're not. They're ten and two, I guess, at this point. But that that twelve still, hmm. and of course, there's the twelve disciples. I never um, noticed that coincidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, the battle was about ultimately that was about the unity of, of Israel, right. and the fact that he put twelve stones yeah. at range. Well, that is the last of uh, this program for this evening. Thank you so much for listening in. We'll be back next week. We'll talk about, uh, we'll finish up 1 Kings and go into 2 Kings. And um, stay with us. We're ultimately all pointing to the King of Kings. See you next week. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping restore the Bible to our culture. Mailing address is P.O. Box 18888. That's Box 18888, San Antonio, Texas 78218. Hear the entire Bible every year on The Bible Live, weeknights at 9.30 on this great station. Then join Soapy every Sunday evening at 9 o'clock for fun, inspiration, and valuable prizes on The The Bible Bible Live Live Quiz Show. Visit our website, BibleLive.com. That's BibleLive.com for more information about Soapy and the Bible Live broadcast. You may also order materials at the website and make tax-deductible donations to help minister to our military personnel and broadcast the entire Bible every year to America and the world.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.